Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Tell Me Your Tales podcast. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the show. Thanks for all the support people showed for last week's episode with Miriam Dowie. What an amazing young lady who's doing some uh, pretty remarkable things, not just with her running, but with her fundraising efforts as well. And I appreciate all the people that shared that show on social media and, um, yeah, really reached out to her and me for putting that show together. It was a pretty, uh, pretty inspiring one. This week's guest is on similar topic, Tim Oberg, the CEO of Parkrun Australia. He's the reason Parkrun started here many years ago, and um, yeah, he's the reason that so many people have embraced it in a way. You can just tell with the, by the passion in Tim's voice that how much he believes in Parkrun and has some wonderful tales to share about his experiences and, and how that opportunity to get into Parkrun run came about. So I really appreciate Tim's time. Very busy man, but um, yeah, extremely well-spoken. And we did an hour conversation, and it could have easily been two or three, I think. It felt like we were just getting started and warmed up. And one of the conversations, I, I think I enjoy most of the conversations and interviews, but yeah, I really came out of this one buzzing because it really seems like running and park runs in good hands. And yeah, as I said, really appreciative of the time Tim gave us for this interview. Anyway, hope you enjoy it. If you could uh, help me out and give me a rating on the iTunes store, we're up to about 78 ratings now. It'd be good if we get to 100 this week. People writing reviews, really appreciate that. That's kind of your one way you can show support for the show. And yeah, happy running and enjoy this conversation with the CEO of Parkrun Australia, Tim O'Berg. Tim O'Berg, welcome to Tell Me Your Tales podcast. Thanks for giving up some time. Uh, pretty busy man in the Australian running world, and we really appreciate having some time with you here today. Great to be here, Brady. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, beautiful. What I do to start off, Tim, I usually get the guests to introduce themselves. So I'm, I'm imagining most of the listeners may have seen your name at the, at the bottom of some emails or something before, but do you want to maybe go through and just introduce yourself and tell the listeners who they're going to be listening to today? 
Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Tim Oberg. I'm 39 years young. Uh, I live in Airlie Beach in Queensland. Uh, I am the, the Chief Executive Officer and Founder of Parkrun Australia, uh, and that was launched in 2011. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that for six years. The man who bought Parkrun to Australia, pretty good claim to fame. <laughs> Look, it's going well, and uh, it's certainly far exceeding any expectations that I would have ever had uh, at the start of the journey, that's for sure. Yeah, well, just on that, like I've heard a couple of interviews with you, and you weren't really the runner growing up through school, a bit of weightlifting, a bit of rugby, things like that. And um, yeah, if you go back to, I guess, your life as a 15, 16, 17-year-old, you wouldn't have picked that you would have been working in this field, would you? No, it's, it's really funny. Um, uh, you know, life's twists and turns and the way, the way things happen. But but there are there are things that, that crop up in Parkrun today that do that do take me back to those years, as, as you mentioned. And um, so I'll give you an example. Um, so when I, when I was uh, in high school and, and my big sports in, in high school were um, uh, basketball and rugby. And uh, I – that is because I was quite tall uh, when I was a, an early teenager, but then I stopped growing and everyone caught up to me. So I went from being good at basketball to not very good at basketball and good at rugby to okay at rugby. So, But as, as part of all of that, I did a little bit of you know running just for fitness. And um, I, I still really clearly remember the day. I think it was the first day. I think I must have run – about eight kilometers or something like that I ran because I grew up on Boondall on the north side of Brisbane and um, a couple of suburbs away from there is a place called Sandgate and that's actually where my, my father grew up so he, um, he it was always somewhere that I had known and we visited as a kid so I'm, t- I'm only you know it's 10 minutes in the car but um, uh, so a good run down that way is to run from from the uh, the pier, uh, there's a, there's a pier in, in in Shorncliffe, which is sort of next to Sandgate, and you you follow that esplanade all the way to the end, and you get to a bridge that crosses over to to a place called Redcliffe, and so that run uh, I think out in, it must have been that run out and back must have been 8k or something like that, and so I, rec- I, re- I clearly remember that because it was probably the first time in my life I ever did uh, sort of what 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 I would have defined at that age as a long run, and. Um, and, and funnily enough, now that that long run is is Sandgate Park Run. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Jeez, what's no, the coincidence? Yeah. Five, yeah, five kilometres of that is Sandgate Park Run anyway. So, so when we launched Sandgate Park Run, I, I sort of told that story and 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 so and and, and interestingly, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're launching Park Run in another suburb in Brisbane called Zilmia which again is right next to Boondall where I grew up and I went to primary school in Zilmia. And so again, it's kind of taking me back to my old stomping ground and places I, I, I knew really well as a kid growing up. So it's yeah, for me, it's one of the real joys of parkrun is, is A, get going back to these places that I already know, but but also B, seeing so many new parts of Australia and of the world. Yeah, it must be a strange feeling, though, going back to those places of your youth. I just know when I go back home and at Christmas time might run on the same trails, it's um, quite strange, but I couldn't imagine going back there and doing it with hundreds of people on a Saturday morning. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's really funny, and... Uh, you know, I mean, I was at the Redcliffe uh, Park Run launch not too long ago with about, I think we had about 700 people. It was a really, I think, I think it might be the largest launch we've ever had. So I was at that one, which is, again is quite close to where I grew up and was running into people from school. And uh, 
uh, I got a tap on the shoulder and I turned around and it was actually uh, the girl I took to my uh, year 11 semi-formal back in the days and I'd completely lost touch with her. Um, and it was just brilliant to, to see her. You know, we, we ran together and just caught up, and I heard about her family, and I told her about my family, and you know, blah blah blah. So, um, so yeah, as I as I do sort of return to Brisbane in particular, um, you know, I'm always bumping into to people. It's it's great. It's it's, it's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool feelings I can imagine. Um, Tim, I, I'm assuming that a lot of the listeners would know about park run in Australia, but do you want to maybe just go through? Just some basics about, is it 264 events we're up to now? And just, uh, yeah, give the guys a bit of a brief understanding of what Parkrun is for those who may not have heard of it. Sure. So um, Parkrun in one sentence is a free timed weekly five-kilometer run or walk in parks and open spaces all over the world. Um, full stop. So there's your there's your sentence. Um, and it started in uh, 2004 in the UK, and 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 not dissimilar to me starting it here. The the, the founder Paul Sinton Hewitt, I'm sure didn't didn't start it with the grand vision that it was going to become what it is now. And in fact, Paul, who I've obviously become very good friends with um, over the years, uh, yeah, he was a, a quite competitive club runner. Um, I think his marathon PB is somewhere around 2:45, so um, yeah, pretty pretty handy runner. And uh, he was out running with his with his dogs and tripped over his dogs and basically did all sorts of injuries to himself. Um, uh, that that meant he was going to have an extended period that he couldn't run. Um, you know, fractured this and tore this and whatever. And so. Um, Paul's running club and his friends at the running club were sort of integral to his life and to his social life, etc. So he thought, right, I need to do something that's going to keep me in touch with my running friends. Uh, and so he he came up with you know the concept of what we now know as parkrun, which was uh, it, and it was really and, and you know Paul will be the first to admit this. It was it was really for selfish reasons. You know, he he wanted to do something that would almost force his friends. And their friends to come to him on a Saturday morning, so he could they could all have coffee together afterwards. That was sort of like the big motivator. So, so Parkrun started out of very, uh, you know, basic and, and and different circumstances to sort of how we view it now. Um, but um, you know, in time that event grew. Um, it was called UK Time Trial uh, when it first started, UKTT. So um, that event grew, and then uh, there were inevitable requests to launch more and. Um, so they, you know, they grew slowly in the UK. And, and when I when I found out about it, I was I was living over there. Um, I, li- I lived in the UK for ten years, and um, as you say, running wasn't something that was a, a big part of my life. I I went to the gym. I did other, you know, ac- active pursuits. I I ran a bit. You banged um, out a marathon, didn't you? Did you run a three twelve? Well, I think I heard somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, did. I guess uh, the turning point for me in my running life was was my wife and I moved to well, my now wife. Uh, we, we weren't at the time, but we moved to uh, Montenegro. We we had a, a work opportunity to go there for six months, um, and we were living in this beautiful town called Kotor. Um, so if your listeners have, don't probably haven't heard of Kotor in Montenegro, I suggest you Google it. It's an incredible sort of medieval town on this huge fjord with mountains and just a, just a stunning place. And so we were lucky enough to live there for six months. And I decided 
um, I said, right, we've got six months. I'm going to train for a marathon. I thought I've never, you know, I've never really. I think I, at that point I might have done a couple of half marathons, but you know, not trained for them or anything. Just, um, you know, sort of was just a bit of a hack recreational runner. I thought, right, I'm going to train for a marathon. So I bought myself a Garmin and, you know, all the gear and whatnot, and signed up to the Munich Marathon, uh, which was sort of at the end of the European summer. It's in, in September. So I had six months to train for that. So, so yeah, so I spent my time in Montenegro. I down, downloaded a, a training program off the, off, off the internet and and, uh, and and trained and trained really hard. Actually, to be honest, it's probably the hardest and and, and most consistently I've ever trained for a marathon. Yeah. I've done a few more. I've done a few more since, but you know, I really followed the program for this one and. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. And um, you know, did a, I think I did a three thirty five or something like that on on uh, debut. Uh, my, my goal was about three thirty, but to be honest, I was just happy to finish. I was in that much pain, but uh, it was it was a great sort of experience. And obviously, I've done a few more since then. And um, yeah, I think my PB's well, I think it's three. Uh, I should know, should not three fifteen yeah. maybe. Marathon yeah, PBs are important to know, mate. You should yeah, know that yeah, one yeah. off the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, I really should. But, well, imagine uh, was you've a, got a lot of park run stats in your head as well, so that may be uh, <laughs> maybe a reason why your PBs have dropped off. Yeah, you know the funny thing is with that, um, I don't I, I don't know a lot of my. I mean, I I know my park run PB, and that's about it. Like a, you know, I had someone say to me at park run a couple of months back, they're like, um, "Happy two hundredth," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "Yeah, today's your two hundredth park run." I was like, "Oh, is it?" <laughs> you know, I, I actually didn't I didn't know. Uh, you know, someone had obviously seen. The, you know the stats somewhere, and um, so uh, you know what. And I think that's one of the beauties of parkrun is that it's kind of what you want it to be. And for some people, what they want to get out of it is they love the stats and the numbers and the data and the PBs and the course records and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, don't get me wrong, I think all that's cool, but it's it's not something that I dwell on. I don't I don't analyze my data and my stats the way that probably some people do. You know, like I'm on Strava, but really I, I rarely go back and look at my Strava. I sort of put my things up. I might upload a photo and, and that's about where it ends for me. I don't, I don't analyze my splits or anything like that. And, um, and as I say, it's, it's cause running, uh, running and park run is, 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 uh, can be, be what it is to me is can be com- completely different to, to what it means to you. So, um, yeah. And it can be different sure each week as well. That, but... Like it's, yeah, sometimes it can be going for getting some data and having an all out hit out, but other times it can be socially or jogging or pacing people as well. That's probably the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's probably more my focus, particularly since I've had kids. Like my, my park run's been probably more about getting the kids down there, running with the pram, and and so on, and you know, less less about me continually, uh, you know, aspiring to hit PBs and, and and things like that. Although in saying that, for the first time in for the first time in my life, actually, I've just completed a ten week training block specifically aimed at um, lowering my five k PB. So. Um, so I have I've kind of uh, indulged in that of, of late, but um, yeah, typically um, you know park run for me is about the people and going and hang, hanging out with everyone and high fiving people and watching the kids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. When's the uh, when's the PB attempt happening? No, no, I've done it. Oh, you've so, done it. Did you get it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I so I didn't do an all time PB. My my all time park run PB is down on the Gold Coast at Kira Park Run, which is arguably the fastest flattest park run in the country now i'm not going to say it is because people i'm sure people will argue with me on that one but it's it's certainly a very fast flat course and um my pb down there was uh set in 
must have been 20, 2012, so you know five years ago now, in the early days of Parkrun, um, 1825, I think it is, is the PB. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure I'll ever, I'll ever get that one, but uh, my, my, my PB up here at Early Beach was 1949. Uh, that I did uh, in did it in the winter up here, which you know living in, living up here in the tropics, the season makes a hell of a difference when you're running. Um, but anyway, I did this 10 week training block um, that finished uh, just before Christmas, and on the 23rd of December, I did I did 18:48, so I lowered my BB by one second after, after 10 weeks. But I think uh, you know I I, I, I dare say that uh, had I been at that same level of fitness and done it in the winter, it would have been a, a, a different a different outcome because it is you know, quite quite brutally hot to be running um, running hard and running fast up here at the moment. So, um, but nonetheless, it was uh, you know the, the the real purpose of of the training block for me was less about the actual PB and more about just the training. I really wanted to enjoy a, um, you know some focused training rather than just sort of plodding along as I, as I had been doing. So that was really enjoyable and. Nice putting myself through the paces of a of a ten week of a ten week block. Yeah, right. Take me back to uh, the UK though. So you've gone over. You've run this three thirty five, and then yes. how do you stumble across parkrun over there? Yeah. Okay. So so the other the other um, the other factor to bring in there is that when I was living in this town, we we adopted a dog. Um, and this dog, uh, the locals called him Budo, which in in um, uh, Montenegrin um, or Serbian, the language is the same. Uh, Budo is is just a quite a common uh, man's name, so they called the dog Budo for some reason. So we we found this dog. He was just living on the streets, and we kind of took him in. And the way it worked was, I would I would wake up in the morning for these for these runs pretty early because you know again it's quite hot in that part of Europe in the summer. And he would come with me. He'd just be out in the street, and I'd, I'd walk out of the, the little uh, apartment that we we're in, and he'd, he'd, his little tar would start wagging, and off we went. We, we'd go to the front of the front of uh, this town on, the, on this bay where we lived, and, and he'd, he'd come running. And I, I might have been going for say, a, you know, a 10k or a 12k run or something. He'd, he'd probably stick with me for about three k's, and then he'd just stop, and I'd run off and turn around. I'd come back, and he'd be there waiting for me, and. We'd run back to the to the house, so I built this relationship with this with the, this dog through running, and 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 when our when our six months came to an end, we decided right, we're going to take this dog with us. So we, we we adopted him and took him back to the UK, and that's a whole another story of how that happened. But it's not, <laughs> I won't I won't tell it on this podcast. Yeah, um, uh, we've we've uh, seen some strange things on this podcast before. It wouldn't be the strangest <laughs> stuff going on, I'm sure. But yeah, we'll stick to the running chat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, we, we got back to the UK and um and he and he was just that was the relationship. This dog was my running partner. So we would I, I would I would go for jogs and he would come and um you know whether it was a couple of k in in the middle of winter or whatever he would just come out. Sometimes it was really cold. He had his little running jacket on, little doggy jacket. Um. And we and we renamed him too, so his name was Clarence. So so Clarence would would come with me, and um, so that was just it. So for a couple of years, um, he's just you know coming for runs with me. And then I was I was in a um, I was sort of loosely in a triathlon club. Um, in when when I got back, I joined a club and did a few triathlons and so on. And uh, someone said to me one day, they said, "Do you know? Did you know that there's somewhere that you can go running with your dog and get a time?" And I was like, "Oh, really? But you know, tell me more." 
And uh, they said, yeah, it's this thing called Park Run. Um, the nearest one is in Wimbledon, um, Wimbledon Common, which is a, a big park in obviously in Wimbledon. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm going to check this out. So, um, so Clarence and myself um, went up to went up to Wimbledon Park Run in the middle of um, sort of 2010, uh, and we we had a run. And um, I, from from memory, I, I did two I did two park runs in the uh, sort of before I reached out to to Paul St. Hewitt to have a chat to him about it. One of them I didn't have my barcode, so I've only officially got a reg- registered for for one of them. But um, uh, and and a lot of you know listeners who are park runners can appreciate the importance of bringing your barcode to park runs. So mm. I um I did a couple of park runs and then reached out to to park run. Obviously, I didn't know who, who I was going to end up speaking with, but um just sent an email to to the generic park run website and just said I'm, I'm i'm moving back to australia my my background is xyz um is there any interest in in expanding park run overseas so and i, I got a response from from paul sinton hewitt the founder and i met with him uh in a in a little coffee shop and we had a had a really good chat and then i, I met him again a few weeks later he, he brought one of his mates with him for um, reinforcement just to get a second opinion as to whether or not I was a good bloke or not. So you sent that email with the intention of like, I'm the guy to take it back to Australia or did you just want to be the guy going for a run in Australia at an organised park run? No, no, no. Look, I, you know, I, I, I was laying it out as in, uh, you know, these are my qualifications as to why I would be able to launch park run in Australia. It's pretty ballsy. Like, it's pretty, you must have had a lot of confidence that it was going to work. Yeah, well, you know, as I say, I, I never, but I, you know, I wasn't sort of saying I'm going to take this to Australia and and we're, we're going to have 260 events in in seven years. You know, it was it was around you know these these are my qualifications. You know, I, I had experience in uh, in event management and um, I, I had a background in human movement as well, so um, sort of an education in in sports and sports science and whatnot. So I sort of thought on paper this probably looks like. These look like good qualifications to to do something like this. So I just wrote it down, and 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 you know the the I guess the intent initially was just to launch an event. You know, it was like let's get an event happening. Um, I think at that at that point I hadn't even decided where we were we were going to live in Australia. At, at, you know, we were sort of like you know my family were in Brisbane, but what where were where was myself and and, and my my wife we, we we were off to South Africa to get married and then and then to move to Australia that was our kind of plan so um so anyway um yeah met with Paul and um and we we decided you know he agreed that um we would we would do it and um so he was I mean he was taking a massive punt because he he didn't know me from bar of soap um you know and I and I think. You know, he could have easily just said, "No, it's not the right time," or "No, I don't like you," or whatever was the case. Yeah, but he had to give like, you like trust with his baby kind of thing that he yeah built up. Absolutely. Like, you know, in, in retrospect, it would have been a massive decision by him to um, to do it. So, um, and you know, it's you know, Paul and I will forever be bonded by by the you know the fact that we we did that together you know we we sort of had those conversations and and we he took a chance on me and i i guess i took a chance on um on on the concept um so yeah we agreed that it would happen and and um and then uh, you know 
I didn't even get to another park run after that in the UK. I was so busy packing up my life after 10 years and I had holidays planned and things happening. So, you know, Paul and I continued to liaise via the phone and emails and, and whatnot. And so I then ended up in South Africa um, in sort of December of 2010 with a, you know, with a piece of paper from Paul saying that I could launch park run in Australia. And um, my, my wife's, um, brother's best friend worked for adidas in in south africa and and i was telling him about what what i was doing and he then he then introduced me to the head of sponsorship and marketing at adidas in australia so i sort of had a had an in there and and had had various meetings with adidas when when we got back and they they ended up becoming our foundation sponsor which was really i mean that really is what what kind of got us going um you know, I, the original couple of park runs were launched. Um, you know, I financed them myself, but it was obviously once we got a little bit of finance through some, you know, pretty low-level sponsorship from Adidas that that you know sort of got things moving a bit. So, um, I uh, we 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 decided we were going to move to the Gold Coast. Um, so even before we left the UK, I, I'd I'd had a few conversations with um, a lady called Samantha Hughes, who who was and still is the sort of head of um, uh, well-being and head of parks uh, activities and whatnot on, uh, in the city of Gold Coast, uh, and it was perfect timing because uh, Sam herself is a is a former Gold Coast Marathon winner. She's a, she's actually a, a correct. Uh, I, I think I've got this fact right. She's the last Gold Coaster to win the Gold Coast Marathon, male or female. So I think she won the she won the female marathon in two thousand. Yeah, um, right. so, so so as soon as I got her on the phone and was talking running, she was very very receptive and um and uh the the mayor of the gold coast at the time was ron clark so as soon as as soon as uh, you know the message got to ron that this was happening he was uh, obviously you know opening any doors he could and whatnot so so from that perspective the the timing of me contacting uh gold coast or city of gold coast council to about park run you know couldn't have been better you know to have these two um Hot, very important, and obviously powerful advocates on, on the inside there to, to help us get off the ground. So, um, yeah, ended up in the Gold Coast in January uh, 2011, uh, and you know, I guess um, it took us three months to to get the first event up and running, which was in April, April 2011. We we launched Main Beach Park Run. Um, we, uh, you know, I'd sort of recruited a little team of, of volunteers to get it up and running. Um, and it was instantly successful, which was really uh, great to see. I think we had a hundred and hundred and eleven or something like that at the first event, uh, of which there were, you know, a handful that had done park run before. They they were either uh, UK expats uh, or Aussies who'd done it in the UK. So there was a little bit of park run knowledge already um, on the Gold Coast as to what was going on. Uh, and then from there, it just, just grew steadily and we launched the second event in Brisbane in September that year and then the third event in uh, Melbourne in November and the fourth event in Sydney and then it just kind of went from there. I think, um, uh, yeah, you know, the rest is kind of history, I guess, as we say. And, you know, you mentioned before we're now up to 264 sites around the country. Um, we've also, um, from our office, overseen the expansion into Singapore um, there's going to be further expansion in Asia in the in the coming year, which um, is exciting as well. Uh, that we're sort of quite quite so closely involved with, uh, and uh, obviously there's park run in New Zealand as well. That's that's um, run by a separate team, but we're, you know we all work together. So 
there's a you know great footprint of footprint of parkrun in in this part of the world now. Yeah, and at that early stage, was it still just like a bit of a hobby, or was it a job, or like were you just seeing the future a bit, or I could imagine that no, you were. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Good, good question, and it's it's funny because I can't quite really remember what what was going through my head in those very early early stages. I, I certainly, you know, it was never my initial intention that it was going to be a job. Um, my because I'd lived overseas for ten years, I my my sort of professional network was more or less non-existent. And, and I do remember one of one of the the drivers for me was that if if I was successful in establishing Parkrun, it would be a great way for me to grow my own network and meet people, and and that maybe that would have led to a job uh, somewhere doing something. Um, but you know, as as it sort of unfolded, and and you know, I mentioned earlier the the, the initial three year sponsorship that we had with Adidas. I mean, that was that was crucial because. That was probably when, when we sort of got that deal across the line. That was when I probably started to see that, okay, well, this is, I, I see how this could become something that I could actually work on as a job. Because if I had two or three more businesses who were doing what Adidas were doing, which was actually financially contributing to the organization, then not only can we cover costs, which was the original. Um, goal, which was to just cover the cost of the equipment and all that sort of stuff, but you know it might be able to pay a salary to someone, and then it might be you know who knows might be able to pay two salaries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, it was it was in the second year, so I think we'd been going for about fifteen months when I stopped doing any other work. Um, Parkrun became my sole focus. Um, so I guess you'd you know you'd say I've been full time on parkrun now since the mid 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 2012. Um, so and, and you know that's and you know now there's five five full time staff uh, plus a couple of part time staff, um, and, and you know that the team will continue to grow here as we as we grow. So it's um yeah I could never have sort of predicted the path that it's taken, but um yeah it's now become something that's you know enveloped my whole life and. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically, more or less, not only my professional life, but also, you know, I've made so many great friendships off the back of of park runners. Not not just my staff, but um, so many wonderful people I've met who are volunteers uh, around the place, and and also just participants. So it's um yeah, it's an, an been an incredible thing in my life. That's for sure. Those early days, like just checking your computer at lunchtime on a Saturday, must have been just seeing the growth. Like I can only imagine, do you? sit down and hit refresh on some massive database and just see how many runs roll in every Saturday afternoon and just watch it get bigger and bigger each each week and each month and each yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 you know, there's lots of, you know, we've got lots of written evidence of that sort of thing. If, if we go back and look at a, a parkrun newsletter from 2013, um, you know, the, I'll be, I'll, I will have been writing about it saying, you know, wow, we've, we've, we had an incredible... 5,000 people do parkrun on Saturday, you know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and now now we have an amazing 46 events around <laughs> Australia or, or whatever it might be. And, you know, in those days, those numbers were massive. Like, we just couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, we've got an event in every state. This is incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, things like that. And, and, and it, it's just the way it goes, you know, I guess the, the, the milestones or the markers that were once – seen as out of reach and then you reach them and then you pass them and then 
and then they're just consigned to history and you move on to the next thing and you know we've recently um passed um half a million registrations in australia um we've um you know recently passed 250 events you know we're now at 260 odd um so the milestones just keep growing and i guess what you know what we're really looking at now is how long till we have our millionth um, registration. That's that's going to be a pretty significant milestone and something that we um, no doubt um, make a bit of a song and dance about. We'll probably we'll probably find out who that millionth person is and <laughs> you know fly them somewhere and, and 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 you know make make a make a deal of it in the press and things like that. Um, so yeah, the milestones just keep ticking in, and I, I think. Um, you know, we just we just worked out the other day that if you add all the kilometres that park runners uh, run have run in the eleven, you know, well, how many years is it now? So it's uh, thirteen years. Um, it's it's from the earth to the sun, and it's you know that's it's just staggering. I mean, they're yeah. sort of they're numbers that we can't. You know, I, I can't comprehend that. I don't actually know even know what that means from the earth to the sun, other than the fact that it's massive. So, um, so the, the you know we've got some. We've got our uh, our stats team who are in the UK and they they you know they track all these things and come up come up with all these incredible statistics that we uh, that we have. I think another one was we had we had more people do a park run somewhere in the world on New Year's Day than people who did a park run in the first six and a half years of park runs existence. <laughs> so so a sing a single day. So it's um yeah the the, the all the numbers are, are just continuing to um, surpass all of our expectations, and and there really is no end in sight. I mean, none of us, you know, there's there's no slowdown in anything, and even in the UK where the, the, it's been established for much longer, growth continues to accelerate. Uh, you know, there, there really is just this appetite for more park runs, and um, you know, we will we will deliver. <laughs> and what's that relationship like with Paul now? Like, do you um? not get a bit arrogant or cocky or anything, but you send through some of the stats just saying, look, I was just that guy that met you at the cafe that day and look what I've kind of been able to do. <laughs> yeah, I look, I now. mean, Paul, Paul um, you know, he, he's, he's got this lovely, um, you know, he, I mean, it, how must it feel to be Paul Sinton Hewitt? I, I, I mean, it feels good to be me, you know, and all I did was bring someone else's idea to Australia and, I, you know, I feel great about that and, and I, I wonder, you know, Paul – Every day he must just pinch himself. He must just wake up and he must look in the mirror and go, "Wow, you know, like this this very very simple idea that I had has grown into this incredible movement that is literally changing lives, saving lives, and making the world a better place." I mean, he must just look in the mirror and just, you know, there must be like a halo above his head. He must just think it's incredible. But you know, Paul and I, I've got a, a as I say, I mentioned earlier, a really special relationship. You know, Australia was the first mm-hmm. proper international expansion. So the uh, the trust that he that he instilled in me, uh, and likewise, uh, you know, I guess the faith in the concept that I, that I had is something that's you know, I guess historically will will go down. Uh, in parkrun folklore, really, about how how you know parkrun grew out of the UK and and with Australia being the the lead from that, um, I, I don't see him as much as I would like because obviously he's over there and and I'm over here, um, but um, you know when we do, it's 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 nice and we we try to catch up on the phone uh, from time to time and you know Paul Paul's um, 
you know, Paul's role now really with Parkrun other, other than to sort of oversee a lot of the sort of fundamentals of, of the ethos of Parkrun and, and, and whatnot, which he does as a, as a member of uh, the, the, the global board. Um, his role really is 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 uh, that he is the the global ambassador of parkrun. You know, he travels around and meets uh, meets parkrunners and meets volunteers and um, meets politicians and and you know he was uh, received uh, honours from uh, Prince William at, uh, at Windsor Castle a couple of years back. So um, you know he he's he's now reaping the uh, I guess the rewards of. Um, uh, you know everything that he put on the line to to make Parkrun happen. You know he he invested um, huge amounts of money and huge amounts of his time to grow Parkrun from uh, you know what it was to to what it is now. So um, you know hats off to him. And what's it going to be, mate? Like what's the future? Like because the concept can't really change, can it? But where's it going to be in another? Is it just going to be more numbers and more events in the next five and ten and twenty years? Yeah, well, I mean, there's no doubt that that's part of it. Is that just there'll just be continued growth, um, doing what we're doing now. But um, one of, the, I mean, there's probably two two significant uh, additions to that from an Australian perspective. Uh, one is that we'll be um, announcing reasonably soon, I hope, um, our first junior park run locations. Um, and so Junior Park Run is a, is a two-kilometre Sunday morning event for children aged four to 14 years. It's been established in the UK now for, I think, about three years, and it's it's a wildly successful. It's been embraced not just by existing park runners who have children but by a whole new section of the community who were looking for things to do with their kids on, on weekends to keep them active. Um, so we're, we're pretty close to announcing some, uh, some information on that. Uh, and we expect that once that starts, it's going to have huge momentum and, um, uh, you know, that's going to keep us all very busy. Um, this, the second element is, I guess, where we are looking to put new parkrun events. And, and typically the, the model is that, um, a, a person in the community will contact us and say, you know, I live, in um, curl curl and i want to uh, bring park run to my community so we then work with that person to make it happen well the what we're, what we're we will we will continue to do that but mm-hmm. what we're also now looking to do is work with um other stakeholders within communities such as departments of health or um other other sort of similar organizations who can say to us well, uh, you know, our community is uh, dis- socially disadvantaged or has high unemployment or, or other issues. We think a park run would be great in this community. How, how can we make that happen? So, so we'll be w- w- looking to, to actively put park runs in communities that need park run as opposed to ones where an individual is looking to bring park run into their community. So think about um, areas of, of disadvantage, indigenous communities, um, you know, communities that have high unemployment or issues with drugs, uh, things like that. So, we, and we've got our first, I guess you'd call it a pilot, um, coming up. We're working with the New South Wales Department of Health to launch San Remo Park Run, which is the central coast of New South Wales. Um, that's happening, uh, I believe, in January. Uh, and the way that we've got that one off the ground is there was, uh, there's, there's, I think, about three or four existing park runs that are within about half an hour of San Remo. So we've recruited uh, a volunteer team from all those existing events, people sort of putting their hand up saying, yes, I want to sort of help out a nearby community. Uh, so they're going to go into San Remo 
for um, initially six months to get that event set up, and the goal will be that they transition um, themselves out as as more people from the actual local community transition into the key volunteer roles. So we're really um, excited about that concept, and we, we think if it's something that works there, we can, we'll be able to roll out that model uh, more around Australia. So so I guess, yeah, we're looking to have more impact or, uh, with with the locations that we're going into. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, I just looked at your profile today. You've run 231 different park runs, so you must have some... I guess have you heard some amazing stories, and I guess the podcast is called "Tell Me Your Tales" from um, park runners that have just blown you away and really changed their lives that you could share. Yeah, well, I mean, God, there's there's so many, Mark. I can tell you, probably tell you one about myself. Um, well, that is, was the next question. Have you got a pinch yourself moment that you were just like, "Whoa, park uh, runs brought me here." Well, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was running around Parliament House the other day with Bill Shorten, yeah, right. uh, and, I, and and I thought, wow, this is, you know, you don't do this every day. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, um, look, look, I, I had a. I had a bit of a breakdown about a year and a half ago to do with sort of anxiety disorder and stress and, and, and whatnot. And um, I, was, I, was, I was sitting in the airport at the Whitsundays about to fly to Sydney and just had, a, had this massive panic attack from nowhere. Like I didn't see it coming. And, and then I had, to have, I had to have sort of three months off work um, and I was sort of, you know, diagnosed with um, anxiety disorder and, and dealing with that. It was massively confronting for me and um, – um, you know, through, throughout the, my time with, with Parkrun, I'd heard stories, you know, people written in saying, you know, Parkrun's helped me with my mental health issues and the support of the Parkrun community and so on and so forth. And then here I was as, uh, you know, I guess the leader of that community and I was having my own issues. And I thought, wow, you know, I, I've been I've been sort of copying and pasting people's stories out of emails into a newsletter for how you know four or five years now and um now i'm sort of confronted with my own situation and so so i had some time off work and and reassessed some things and and you know had visits to um psychologists and and you know sort of educated myself a little bit more about what was going on and but you know one of the one of the absolute main things for me in my recovery was was actually getting back into parkrun like I, i had a couple of weeks off going to parkrun when this happened you know i didn't tell anyone what was going on i sort of kept a pretty low profile i had had a a little bit of time there where i sort of didn't want to get out of the house i was just really you know lost a lot of confidence from from what had happened and then um and yeah probably the the first step in in me recovering from a public perspective was i I got myself back out to parkrun and you know i'll never forget that first day i went back to early beach parkrun and um all the friendly faces just looked at me they didn't know what had been going on and they were like oh tim we haven't seen you for a couple of weeks you know i'm getting hugs and high fives and whatnot and i thought yeah you know i get it now like i, I this i mean i i thought i understood before but he he was me actually um you know in my living my own version of these emails that were getting sent to me these sort of testimonial type things and i thought wow you know here's here's is my own actual experience of how the parkrun community is is supporting me personally through something that was um, a bit of a struggle. So, so that was uh, you know that was certainly uh, you know t- a tell me your tale kind of moment. I mean yeah, that was that was being honest, yeah. Yeah, no. Look, I'm I'm really I'm really open in, in, in talking about it, and I've 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 written about my de- my sort of my dealings with anxiety a couple of times in the parkrun newsletter, and um, you know the one thing that that I, I keep finding in life now, the more I talk about my 
uh, issues with mental health, the more people also are going through it. And uh, you know, so many people have, have uh, you know, even even close friends of mine, not you know, not to do with parkrun, just friends of mine from school or whatever, have have quietly sort of come to me and said, you know, I've, "Look, I've been dealing with my own stuff, and you know, thanks for thanks for sharing your stuff because it's it's helping me and and, and whatnot." So, it's been um, uh, <laughs> trying to turn a, a negative into a positive for me uh, with 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 that sort of stuff, and it's and still something I deal with. Like you know, I think once you've had a uh, any sort of struggle with your mental health, it never really goes away. So, I, you know, the the dealing with sort of low-level anxiety is something that I sort of live with uh, somewhat. And, and it's funny because it's, you know, like I'm not nervous talking to you today or I don't get nervous with things like public speaking, which are uh, what a lot of people freak out about. But um, there are other things that kind of trigger me off, which, uh, you know, so it's it, – it's, um, different for everybody, but um, but yeah, sort of like a real parkrun moment for me was was sort of getting back into parkrun and that and helping me through it. So that's been that's been really phenomenal for me. Um, and has running continued to play that part? Like, do you have to get your daily run in to deal with that anxiety at times? Yeah, I, I I definitely find that if I have, I can probably get through a day with not exercising, maybe two. But if I if if I get to that point where I've done a couple of days without exercising. I, I like, I don't. It's not that I want to exercise. Like I have to do, you know, I have to do some exercise. Uh, and what what I did uh, in in the uh, the time that I had off work when I was really sort of at a struggling with it. I, all I did was I got I had an exercise. I've got an exercise bike here at home, and I just sat on the exercise bike for 20 minutes every day. Um, you know, it didn't matter what speed I was going. It was just a case of just you know turning the legs over, and I just I just sort of said to myself, I need to. I need to just be consistent just to get those good hormones going every day and um, you know that was really helpful and uh, but now now that I've um, you know I'm in a much better and stronger place than I was then I um, you know I, I just find that exercise is so important um, to keeping my keeping my head right and um, uh, you know you read about things like that in books or whatever but it's so true like you know, I really I really need to um, just you know, be out there. I think from from a physical sense, in in terms of just working up a sweat and you know your body releasing the endorphins and whatnot, but also from the social sense, uh, you know, seeing seeing the people the, and, and having the banter and, and and whatnot. That you know, any sort of good running group or group of people who are active together is always good chat as you're doing it. And um, so so that is 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 really important for me. Oh, and that uh, friendly community, like we've got an out and back course here. Whenever I try to run super fast on it, I know when you come back in the opposite direction, you almost don't want to dig deep because you actually want to smile and wave and be a part <laughs> of the fun. And it's like I've got a mate who I'm on another podcast with and he can go and run 14.45 every week at his park run, but I can't seem to get anywhere near my best at, at a park run because it's just too relaxing and you want to be a part of the community feel and not be that guy who's – yeah, sprinting and gritting his teeth and really trying to get every ounce of energy out of yourself. Yeah, I know, and as, I'm very conscious of that when I'm at Park Run too. Is that, um, you know, even even if I'm hurting, I really try and uh, high, particularly kids. If there's kids running past, I'll really try and give high fives to kids. Um, and uh, but yeah, you know, just smiling and encouraging everyone, even if you're sort of hurting yourself. But yeah, because we've got an out and back course up here in Early as well, so um, you, you do sort of see everybody. Uh, when when you're doing it, um, they see you and that pain on your face, which uh, you know you've mentioned. But um, but let me tell you another story as well. Just um, uh, yeah, this sure. is this is this is one that I've 
uh, was was told to me recently. It, it's on it's on the same sort of mental health theme, but it's it's a it's a cracker. Um, had a, a friend who was park running down at uh, on the Gold Coast at uh, Mudgerabar Park Run. Uh, I won't name names, but I'll, I'll, I'm happy to say what park run it was. Uh, and there was a, a, so she'd sort of finished her park run, and, and she noticed that there was a lady who was kind of towards the back, um, going pretty slow. She was a heavy set lady, um, had multiple kids with her, so I think you know maybe a couple in the pram or something like that. And she she thought, oh well, you know, I'm going to sort of have a chat to this lady at the end and just sort of say congratulations and and, and whatnot. So they anyway they got talking and. Uh, it ends up that the, this lady had she'd been at Park Run a few weeks, but be, before that, um, for probably like the the month the month before that, she would she would drive to Park Mudrabar Park Run with her kids in the car, and she would sit there and she would watch everyone get out and you know all, all these people in there, you know tight fitted running gear and their fancy shoes and their gadgets and whatnot, and she would sit there. And she just couldn't get out of the car. So this was her thing. She would drive to Mudra Park, Park Run every Saturday, all ready to go, and not get out of the car because she was just so nervous and anxious and intimidated. And um, and not only that, um, she, she'd basically been told by the doctor, you either need to exercise. So, so, so she, was, she had depression and she'd basically the doctor had said, you've got two choices here. You can take here's, here's your prescription you can go get antidepressants yeah. or or you can you can exercise and so she would go to park run and she would sit there she would have her park run barcode in one hand and her prescription for antidepressants in the other and it was kind of like this sliding doors moment what am i going to do am i going to do i choose the barcode or do i choose the prescription and so she did this sort of i don't know how many weeks four or five weeks in a row and then finally she she sort of built up enough courage she tore up the prescription grabbed the barcode, got out of the car, got the kids and started doing park run and, 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 and was now, you know, it, it had become a weekly thing for her. And when I, and, and, and look, I've heard some good stories in my time and, and that one sort of stopped me in my tracks um, when I was told this. So I only heard this a couple of months back. So I was like, wow. I mean, again, I always sort of think back to Paul Sinton Hewitt and, and even like then, then, then myself, neither of us would have ever thought that park run is going to do that for someone it was you know it was it was never we never would have thought that parkrun was going to be that thing for someone to help them in in a situation like that so yeah when i heard that story i was just like whoa well, that's Im- that's yeah. that's big that's huge <laughs> and i can imagine there's like marriages and like a whole lot of kind of different relationships that have been formed just from the the weekly parkrun and stuff as well like it's really changed people's lives Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's one of, one of my one of my favourites is um, you might you might know Tom DeCanto, yep. uh, Melbourne Melbourne Marathon winner from last year man at uh, Fukuoka not so long ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Tom uh, in the very early days of St Peter's Park Run, there's there's Tom, you know, crossing the line at St Peter's in 14 minutes or whatever it was. He gets handed a token from a young lady. Their eyes meet. You know the violins start playing the you know whatever and uh, and and Tom and, and and Lana were were married I think about four months later so um so they were they were our first known Parkrun Australia marriage 
um, and you know I keep in touch with them on on Facebook and and, and see them around when, when when I can. But um, you know they, they 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 hold a little special place in the history of Parkrun Australia as our first Parkrun wedding, and it was even better because Lana's parents were. I, I then met her parents in the UK because they were regulars at Richmond Park Parkrun, uh, and I was over there and I met them met them there quite randomly. So. Um, yeah, love, lovely story. But, um, you know, that was the first one. I'm sure we've had many, many more since then that, you know, I, I would never know about. But, um, yeah, there, there's there's plenty of that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, one of, one of the things I love hearing is about families that, that park run together. And, and I don't mean sort of mum and dad and the kids, but more more when you've got families who are spread around a town and, and, you know, they don't see each other during the week and then they use parkrun as their sort of excuse or opportunity to all get together and debrief on their week and talk about life and what's ahead and, and everyone catches up. And, I, you know, I think that's uh, such a positive um, positive thing that, um, you know, people can, can do. They can use parkrun as a, an opportunity to get out and get a bit sweaty and, and do something physically positive but also um you know then catch up with with friends and family and connect connect with people because that's you know it's, so many people live in, in quite live quite isolated existences these days which is ironic given how connected we all are through technology but i think if anything that's in many ways has made people more disconnected sort of physically and emotionally than than they would have ever been once before so um and you know park runs kind of filling that gap for a lot of people yeah, and from, um, I guess, humble beginnings, like starting out with just that one park run, have you now noticed that, you know, Athletics Australia are taking or kind of paying attention and want to, want to see how they can get involved and, like, different, I know no, there's, like, Tom Tom and Suncorp and Medibank are all sponsors. Like, have you just watched that engagement grow and grow, whereas at the start it might have been a bit hard to get those big sponsors and stuff on board? Yeah, yeah. Look, there's, there's no doubt that the bigger we get, the more doors open. Um, you know, Athletics Australia is a, is a great example. I, I was sort of more or less knocking on their door for a, for a long time, sort of trying to you know meet with whoever it was that I should meet with to find out how Parkrun could support athletics, but also how how athletics could support Parkrun. And um, it wasn't until they sort of had a change of, of of regime, a change of management, a change of board uh, several years ago that um, there was any sort of significant coming together of Parkrun and Athletics Australia. And now we've got a, an absolutely brilliant relationship. Um, the the previous CEO, Phil Jones, uh, great guy, and, and Phil and I would catch up regularly and worked on things together. And um, the, the, the new CEO, Darren Gosher, uh, who is a Parkrunner himself, uh, is you know again we have a we have a great relationship and and Mark Abib who is the the president of Athletics Australia again he's a mad keen park runner um, and so yeah really really great relationship there uh, and then yeah with the sponsors as you say I mean I you know I was sort of begging and scratching for anything we could get in 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 the early days in terms of just any sort of support or, or or funding that we could get to get events up and running and you know we're now in a fortuitous position that we can actually say no to brands who are approaching us because we don't think the fit is appropriate or uh you know various other reasons um so but what it, you know certainly the the partners that we have on board now medibank um suncorp and and tom tom but i would say in particular medibank are, are highly engaged highly supportive 
uh, and and really are assets to to the growth of parkrun in, in in Australia. Um, so we're very lucky in, in that regard. Yeah, it must be awesome. And I guess back to that like Athletics Australia point, like just looking at parkrun on paper, there's probably a bigger chance that the next Australian marathon representative at the Olympics in you know 11 years time is going to come from a parkrun background and not a little athletics background. Yeah, look, you know, you're very possibly right. Um, You know, looking at sort of the way the traditional pathway, I guess, if you want to call it, which is probably more sort of little A's into a running club, um, you know, potentially also obviously the school programs that exist and then into senior athletics. I mean, I guess that's the traditional program. It's, it's It's very possible that we might have kids who become junior park runners and, just all they do initially is park run. They could they could junior park run until they're 14, and then do park run, and then uh, and then sort of come into the system that way. And and look, if that happens, that that'd be that'd be great. Um, you know, we don't see we don't really see that as a, a primary reason why we have park run. You know, we we're not we we don't exist yeah. to produce not to produce create them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, what I would love to see off the back of junior park run as an example is is not just kids joining little a's or running clubs but kids playing footy and basketball and netball you know i, I would say that junior park run is is really just a, a door opener into a healthy life um and whether and whether and whether that healthy life actually involves formal running or whether it's a healthy life that just involves being active with your kids uh or, or whether it's other sport you know so be it you know we we just want i guess we see park run but in you know in particular junior park run when we're talking about pathways as as being an, an entry into that sort of healthy lifestyle so um but you know what we will definitely be working with ai and and little a's to push those pathways into into the running stuff if um you know if, if they're agreeable which i'm sure they will be <laughs> yeah i think with your numbers i would be pretty happy to have you on uh on site for sure and i guess one of the final questions tim is um what have you learned about the running community like obviously you've been to so many different park runs and been immersed in so many different communities here and all over the world and yeah i guess what's your not what's your opinion i guess of uh the running community but is there anything that's really stood out to you about how runners operate yeah, I, look, I guess uh, I'll I'll comment with regards to not so much the running community as runners would see it, which is you know club club running and yeah. so on, but I'll more as as more as like a park running community, um, and, and and that is that you know whether I'm at park run or in in um, Early Beach or whether I'm at a park run in Melbourne or whether I'm at a park run in South Africa or the UK the the basics are all the same you know the, these people who are doing it are typically community minded people they're friendly people they're motivated people they're people that want to have a chat they want to tell their stories they want to hear your stories and and they you know they seem to to care about their community and i and i think the you know certainly the, the volunteering aspect of park run is um you know a very important part of what we do and Again, typically people who volunteer are people who are community-minded. So, so um, you know, it's one of the joys of parkrun is travelling around and, and, you know, whether it's your own parkrun or another parkrun, they're typically, typically the vibe is the same. It's these supportive, healthy, active, happy communities that, that parkrun is fostering 
um, and the, you know, as such, the people who were there sort of display those characteristics, and um, and and you know, for for every you know person that's like me who's overcome something, or like the lady I mentioned who sat in the car, you know, every parkrun event has is going to have people like that who were there, who are who have been supported through things by their fellow parkrunners. Uh, and you know, as such, we'll be you know eternally grateful to that to that those people in that community. So, so yeah, I'd, I guess I'd I'd be saying to anyone who's listening who hasn't yet sort of got out into a parkrun community or, or isn't yet involved in a, in in sort of a life of of being active and and being healthy to to get out there and and do it because um, you know it's not about winning gold medals. It's it's just about Getting out there, being and 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 meeting other people and 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 sharing a journey together, um, and, you know, and I think that's it. We're all on the sort of the long run of life together, so um, you know, it may as well be a good one. Yeah, and such a great way to kick off your weekend as well. Knock that out at eight a.m. Saturday morning, and uh, you're off to a good start. That's it. Favorite course, Tim? You're allowed to play favorites. I have heard you mention that um, Main Beach, the first one, was your favorite in the past, but has that changed <laughs> over the years? Look. Uh... You know that that is obviously the uh, like, what's your favourite? Who's your favourite child? Kind of question. Mm. Um, so, uh, but look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I'll, I'll stand by the fact that you know the main beach course is is an absolute cracker. It's uh, it's got a lot of uh, diversity and it, but it's also pretty quick. And obviously, being on the Gold Coast, it's pretty beautiful. But look, there's some there's some great courses around. I mean, my I, I love. Um, I love courses that are a little bit different, uh, that are maybe not necessarily the most, what you might say, postcard courses. But I mean, I, I did a park run in South Africa that was in a, is in a, a sort of an African community. So there were not really, uh, you know, it wasn't somewhere that, um, I guess white people travel to very often. There was a, a park run there and we went there and it was basically through, um, uh, cornfields, uh, and it was just run down a muddy road for about 1500 meters, turn right at a, um, it's like a power pole, run another kilometer through this kind of mudded road, turn around and run back. So it wasn't what you might call a postcard perfect park run, but it was such an experience to sort of do that and, be the only, you know, there was a, sort of a, a troop of, of parkrun management team who were there because we were having a conference in South Africa. Uh, so it was us and all the all the Africans who, you know, these kids who have got no shoes and no clothes and they're running in whatever and, um, you know, certainly no gadgets. Um, but, you know, to have an experience like that was something that I could have only had through parkrun. Um, you know, you know, obviously we also have park runs that are held in in, in picture post, uh, picture perfect postcard locations, um, and they're they're also stunning to go to for that very reason. So, so look, I, yeah, I, I don't have a favorite. I mean, I genuinely don't have a favorite. Um, it's not it not actually because I I, I would even if I did I wouldn't say Good it. Answer, yeah. <laughs> but um, but look, you know what what I would say is that um, every park run is 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 somewhat unique, be it for the location or for the people um and i've i'm, I'm yet to do a park run that i re- regretted <laughs> they're all they're all good in their own way so um yeah there was a there was a very long way of saying no i don't have a favorite park nah, run. <laughs> you, did it, you did it well and the final question i asked all the guests tim is do they have a mantra or a philosophy or a life quote that you try to uh live your life by just like not so much running wise but just generally try to live your life by 
Yeah, look, I, I, you know, I don't. But um, what when I go, just look, I don't want to, I don't want to turn this into me talking about anxiety too much. But when when I when I was um, sort of at a point where I was more or less back to working full time, I was back at work. I'd had, I'd had time off work. My the the biggest. Um, trigger for me that set off my anxiety was around um flying because i not 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 that i was scared of flying but i you know this is where i'd had this panic attack was out at the airport and so i had this kind of fear of going back to the airport and um when it got to the point that i felt that i was ready to 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 face that i guess the mantra that i had in my the mantra that i had in my head and it, it sounds very cliched, like it should be like a Nike commercial or something. But was was I've got one life and I've got to live it. And so, in other words, I can't let this stop me doing what I want to do and, and need to do. So, um, so I found that as a quite a powerful kind of quite. You know, I, I didn't read that anywhere. It was just something that I sort of came up with in my head. So I can't I can't attribute the quote to to anyone. But um, yeah, I sort of functioned off this. Right, I've got I've got one life. And that's it. So let's let, let's live it. Let's get back out there. Let's let's do everything I was doing before, and um, and let's see how that goes. So yeah, one life, live it. I think is my is probably is probably the mantra that I have used. Although I don't I don't sort of say it every day, but it's something that uh, has helped me through some tough times. So yeah. yeah, I think that's. I could imagine that lady in the car thinking the same thing when she got out that day yes. for the park run. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, she probably had something similar going through her head. It was probably something to do with her kids and and wanting to, you know, get out and 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 be a positive role model for her kids and and sort herself out. So, yeah, it's. Um, I think everyone's got their own versions of 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 that of that mantra, whatever yeah. it might be, their own reasons. But um, yeah, that was mine. So yeah, good question. I had. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that before, but yeah, good one. <laughs> yeah, no, no drums. It always stumps a few people at the very end. There, it's a, it's a good way, to, good way to finish strong. Hey, uh, what pace was Bill Short running, by the way? What kind of K pace were you guys knocking well, out? So he's done quite a few park runs. Um, I think his PB sits somewhere in the sort of mid to high twenties. So I'm, I, you know, someone, one of your listeners will probably check it up on the park run database and. And tell us. I'm, I'm going to say it's around 27 minutes, but I could be wrong. And Bill, if you're listening, um, sorry about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it could be, could yeah, be sub 20. No, but um, look, he he um, he's he's you know he's been to quite a few park runs. So um, which is you know whatever your political views are, from our perspective, it's only a good thing to have people like him at park runs. So um, you know we do encourage. We do encourage uh, our events to invite their local members and everything along because, um, you know, as, a, as an organisation, we need that sort of support at that level to um, keep growing. So, um, yeah, we'll see We'll see if we can get Bill down to, uh, you know, sub 25 and we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, thanks, Tim. And you haven't got a recommended, like a recommended running doco or book or anything that you could leave the listeners with, something to check out? Oh, running doco or book. Well, um, there are, there, there are, there is a parkrun book. <laughs> There is, is there? The there we go. So I'd, say, I'd say if anyone um, wanted to, to delve more into the history of park run, it's there's a book called um, More Than More Than a Run in the Park is is the name of the book by Deborah Bourne, uh, and that tells that tells the sort of history of park run up until about the tenth the tenth year. So it's obviously it's a few years old now, but it it, it, it goes into quite a lot of detail about the early years and you know more, more so about the growth of park run in the UK. 
but um, it's it's a it's a pretty good read. Uh, yeah, what am I reading at the moment? I'm I'm not reading any running related books, so no, I, th- I think that'll do. I'll I'll leave it I'll leave it as the parkrun recommendation, and we'll we'll leave it at that. So um, yeah, good move. Thanks sure. for your time, mate. It's uh, been great. That, that hour went super fast. It's always good talking running and hearing the tales and the conversation stuff. And can people follow you anywhere online? Like you said, Strava before or Instagram or where's the best yeah. place to keep track of your yeah. training? Yeah, look, I'm I'm on Strava there. I think my Strava name is uh, Tim Oberg seventy eight. Might be the well, the name. My, my training is a bit boring. I don't know if anyone would really want to follow my training, but uh, uh, but look, I'm around. I'm uh, Tim Oberg seventy eight on Instagram. Um, I don't really tweet. Um, you know, m- most of what I got to say, I say through Parkrun. So you know, I, I'll, I'll write a Parkrun newsletter or um, you know send. You know, tell my stories through through various forms of parkrun uh, media. So I'd say if you if you're getting the parkrun newsletter and you you sort of follow the parkrun social media, you'll hear anything important I've got to say <laughs> about about anything. So um, yeah, so I'd say to yeah to the listeners, just keep supporting parkrun and um, you know, and thanks to everyone who who is volunteering and, and and making it happen every week. Beautiful mate, thanks again for your time. Hoping to see you up at the Parkrun parkrun one day. It'd be uh it'd be good to catch you there. You haven't run that one before, have you? I haven't, no, and oh, no, I hear it's a cracker. We're so, only uh, young, we're only young, we'll give you some time. I've been going for about uh, eight months, I think, so, um, yeah. No, I've heard, I've, I've heard it's uh, an absolute pearler from the from the team down there, so, yeah, I'm look, looking forward to getting down that way. Beautiful, Tim. Thanks again for your time today. Thanks, Brady. Cheers, mate.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah. 